Did you know that olive oil is at its peak of flavor and nutrition right after it's fresh pressed at harvest time? That's why my favorite olive oil is delivered to me direct from the latest harvest, thanks to the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and as a listener of Intelligent Medicine, you can try a bottle of their finest artisanal olive oil, normally $39, for just $1 with no obligation to buy anything else. I've been enjoying these harvest fresh olive oils for years. They are far and away the brightest, most lively, and flavorful olive oils I've ever tasted. Their antioxidants and polyphenols are off the charts because they're fresh from the harvest. They make store-bought olive oils taste dull and flat by comparison. Taste for yourself. Check out this generous trial offer and get your $39 bottle for a buck with no obligation to buy anything else. Visit MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. In my case, it truly is. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I'll bet that you have never heard an Intelligent Medicine Podcast about the subject we're about to engage in. Uh, and I know this for a fact because I've been doing uh, this uh, radio show and podcast for oh, pretty near, uh, work, working on 30 years. And um, we have not covered this subject. Uh, it is an important part of integrative medicine these days. It's oxidative therapies, in particular ozone therapy. So today we're uh, turning to an expert uh, she's Isadora Guggenheim. She's a naturopathic physician. She's an RN and nutritionist. And she focuses in her practice at Piermont Gynecology, uh, which is in Piermont, New York. That's actually a, a destination for a lot of cyclists. Uh, they come from uh, Manhattan and they cycle over the George Washington Bridge. And I know the route uh, very well because I've done it. Uh, go up to a beautiful place called uh, Piermont in Rockland County. Well, it's about 30, 40 miles out of New York. And then they turn around and they come back. And that's a very, very uh, ambitious uh, and challenging bike ride. Uh, but it's a frequently trekked route. Uh, up at Piermont, uh, she performs a variety of uh, treatments, including uh, ozone therapy. So we're going to talk to uh, Isadora about that. Uh, Isadora, it's a pleasure having you on Intelligent Medicine. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay, so you know, first of all, uh, what is ozone therapy? Can you give us a, a basic uh, definition, and how does it fit? In? There's a there's a broad rubric: oxidative therapies. It's actually among the oxidative therapies. Yes. So so ozone therapy has been in use for the last 150 years. They first discovered its application clinically, probably in the battlefields of World War One. Uh, with gangrene and that they use topical ozone to heal wounds that wouldn't heal our chronic infections. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so ozone it, being a very disinfecting uh, substance. In fact, uh, there are some pools that uh, some of the Olympic pool sites, uh, they eschew chemical uh, decontamination of the water and they use ozone for a purification. Is that correct? That is correct, and I'm glad you brought that up because when we hosted the Olympics in L.A. in, I can't remember which year, 1990-something, uh, the European swimmers would not get into our pools until they 
got rid of all the chlorine and then put in ozonation equipment. And sadly, after the Olympics, then they changed it back. But ozone is known to kill bacteria, fungi, and viruses at much lower concentrations than chlorine. It takes about one molecule of ozone, which is equivalent to up to 10,000 molecules of chlorine. And it kills 3,500 times faster than chlorine without the toxic residue. But ozone therapy um, is widely in use around the planet um, in different countries. Uh, probably most of the research comes out of Cuba. They have 35 years' worth of research. But they also have it from Germany and India, mm -hmm. um, all, all over. Right. It and, is, and I must um, say, that it, I must interject that actually this is something that mm -hmm. uh, years and years ago I, I studied because uh, I dabbled in uh, ozone therapy. Uh, in the 1980s, and I actually traveled to uh, Germany to observe uh, various centers performing ozone therapy there. And, it, and here it's considered exotic, but there it's mm -hmm. actually considered, you know, it's widely accepted. It's part of the armamentarium of uh, integrative medicine over there, very popular treatment. Yes, in Germany, two things. One is if, if you go into a doctor's office and you have an infection, they have to offer you two things. One is an antibiotic. The other one is ozone. If they don't offer it, then they can be brought up on medical negligence charges. Hmm. The other thing is that Germany studied ozone in relationship to stroke, and most ambulances in Germany have an ozone generator because on the chance that someone's having a stroke, you can prevent oxidative damage in the brain tissue, you know, immediately after a stroke. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, you know, ozone is uh, more mainstream over there. Uh, you know, one of the knocks against uh, ozone in this country uh, is that ozone is, is thought to be uh, potentially harmful to the lungs. And therefore, right. I mean, if you breathe those, I mean, I, obviously, I grew up in Los Angeles. We're in Los Angeles when the uh, pollutants were high and they would talk about the ozone counts and when the ozone was high that was considered dangerous for your lungs your lungs would burn yes because the ozone does protect our atmosphere or stratosphere and so once we have a hole in the ozone but that kind of ozone is very different than the medical application so when we use it medically and you never want to breathe in ozone directly that can go cause someone to go into bronchospasm nor do you want to inject what's called DIV, direct injection into the vein. You never mm -hmm. want to inject ozone into a vessel. But, as but, you some, can but some people do that. That actually has been a, a form of therapy, that they sort of bubble the ozone directly do. into a yeah. vein. And that's not something mm -hmm. that you, you uh, condone, right? No, not at all. In fact, if you're, if you're a member of any legitimate ozone society, both domestically and internationally, we have to sign affidavits stating that we do not offer DIV because it, it is linked to several fatalities, five in this country. Uh, and my, one of my teachers, Dr. Schallenberger, has, you know, um, been a, an expert witness in these court cases. Mm -hmm. And you can throw a pulmonary emboli. And right. so you never know and when that's Dr. Atkins, happen. in fact, uh, way back when, was uh, using that therapy, and he got into trouble. Uh, he mm -hmm. beat the rap, but it uh, from this may be an apocryphal story, but uh, it was said that he spent a million dollars uh, defending himself from uh, a uh, you know, medical discipline due to uh, ozone administered that way, the wrong way, where they literally bubbled it into the patient. I think they even said to the patient, hey, you do this. You know, I, I got to go and answer a phone oh, call. You know, here you can push oh. it, you know, to push it at, at your own rate, yeah. you know, through a yeah. syringe. No, 
Well, we one thing we do. I mean, first of all, we're licensed, we're credentialed. We would never jeopardize the health of a patient. No matter how small the risk is, we just won't do that. And so we administer it by international standards, meaning that we only use medical oxygen. We have, like, the most advanced equipment from Germany. And basically, in a nutshell, we're drawing out through a small butterfly uh, and through vacuum extraction 250 milliliters of blood into mm-hmm. a non-toxic eye set. And then once that gets filled up, then we do continuous ozones, and the ozone has an affinity with hemoglobin. So it saturates the blood. So and the, then that I've, is I've done it, and that. the blood looks super bright, bright red. You know, the it's venous red, blood, yeah. which you know, generally looks kind of wine-colored, becomes yes, like yeah. a fire engine red uh, yes, when you fire engine the red, ozone. We, we just had a new patient this morning who's going to be running in the Boston Marathon on Monday. Hmm. And so he came in to get a treatment because wow. it does up your sports performance. Because even Schallenberger did a lot of research, hmm. found that even the top athletes had low oxygen deficiency and immunosuppression mm-hmm. because of training too hard. And ozone is the only thing we know in nature where it's immediate and it goes in and it increases your quality of red blood cells. It increases the oxygen to all tissues. And it also removes phenolics or poisonous compounds of methanol and benzene, pesticides, detergents, all of that. And it activates the immune system while improving cellular utilization of oxygen. Well, you, let's take a look at you know some of these uh, these uh, scientific claims about ozone, uh, mm-hmm. because I mean clearly you know ozone at a high dose is a it's a free radical it it and so it it can induce oxidative damage you know there's actually this this duality of uh, oxygen oxygen is necessary but oxygen at very high concentrations and ozone in particular uh has the capability of uh creating free radicals in the body so how do you explain its benefits when you know we spend so much time talking about antioxidants take antioxidants and so on Mm-hmm. Yes, and so when you um, put in ozone into the system, it kicks off the mother load pathway of NRF2. And so from that, then, and there's a small piece of hydrogen peroxide, there's also a water molecule, but the benefits are, even though the, the chemicals may be small, the benefits, biological benefits are big. And so then that kicks off all of the antioxidant properties. So it doesn't really, if you use it appropriately in the right administration and the right dose, uh-huh. then you're not creating free radicals. And we've even used this. And, with and these doses have been worked out experimentally and tested yes, for yes, they have. safety. And a lot of this, yeah, yes, and, for safety. A lot of this came from, from Cuba and other places where uh, they really did um, very good stringent and uh, data on this, you know, um, using that as a, mm-hmm. a, a treatment. So if someone comes in, and let's say they have terminal cancer, and we certainly see a lot of people with that, of course, we can't make a guarantee that it's going to, you know... Yeah, it's not a standalone therapy, not some, you know, miracle. No, not at all. No, and, yeah, people combine it with chemo, they combine it with radiation, and it actually helps protect the healthy tissues. But then in terms of gamma or the strength of ozone, you can go up to... Gamma is a unit of concentration, you know, like... Unit of concentration, yeah. So most most machines go up to no further than 78, maybe Mm -hmm. 80. But Mm -hmm. we, if someone's healthy, like you're an athlete, uh, you would probably do 70. If you have terminal cancer and we see that you have anorexia and you're, you know, you're failing in, in many aspects, then we would 
put that gamma down to 30. It has to be biologically active. You have to be above mm-hmm. 20 in order to get a biological effect. But you don't want to run someone, you know, full throttle. Right. So I've heard it said that um, paradoxically, what happens when you take ozone is it challenges your system a little bit. But then it, your system rises to the occasion. So your, the, your own manufacturer of glutathione and superoxide dismutase and some of these protective substances is revved in response mm-hmm. to the ozone challenge. That's correct. And it also releases these growth factors. So you can stimulate damaged joints, degenerative discs. Mm-hmm. You can increase fibroblastic activity. It also has been proven by Dr. LaHudney's method, which is what's called a 10-pass that at a certain gamma and volume, ozone releases and activates stem cells so mm-hmm. that you can repair bo- uh, tissues through the body. He did that because, as we know, stem cell therapy is in its infancy, and it's also quite expensive. So this was a cheaper way to mm-hmm. allow access for the patient. Mm-hmm. So there are different ways of administering ozone. You, you mentioned mm-hmm. one way that's not good is to bubble it in directly, hope that the bubbles don't uh, aren't too big and you know become air emboli that's the term when you get a, a bubble in your in your heart or in your lung um, so use the major autohemotherapy what happens is the ozone get gets mixed in the bottle and then the bottle of blood your own blood is introduced into you it's bright intru- bright red back in. right yes, with, yes and that works very efficiently that's the major uh, autohemotherapy yeah major autohemotherapy yes and or it's called hbot there's several names for it but you can also do I've even uh, I even worked on a newborn who had an ear infection. The parent was reluctant to do an antibiotic, so we did a trial of uh, insufflating ozone into the ear, mm-hmm. and the child recovered quite beautifully because it you know was able to go. It's absorbed through the tympanic membrane, so if there mm-hmm. was fluid or infection behind, you can. This is like a little puff of ozone into the uh, puff of ozone, ear canal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And then you can also do ozone. Um, I do injections into joints to repair. That's the so-called the prolozone. Prolozone. Prolozone, exactly. Yeah. Not prolotherapy, but prolozone because right. it's ozone makes the difference. You can also do vaginal, rectal, and bladder insufflation. So we do bladder insufflation with interstitial cystitis patients mm-hmm. with success, and it reduces the pain and inflammation. They may not have a pathogen, mm-hmm. but they may just have like a, a, a like this sort of chronic a residue of inflammatory whatever, mm-hmm. and it addresses that. Vaginal ozone, of course, that's a, a, a canal. So we we don't. There are some people who make claims about you know curing herpes with ozone with vaginal insufflation. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And because uh, herpes, uh, as you know, is located or stored in the spinal nerve roots. Right in the nerves. Yeah. In the nerves. So it, it's not an effective way to get at it, but we have used it and we developed a technique with HPV of injecting ozone into the cervix uh, at, uh, you know, different, like 12 o'clock, uh, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock. And then you can do rectal ozone. However, a very famous ozone provider, Bocci from, uh, from Italy, he mentions that, you know, you really have to do either a warm water enema or a colonic and then then offer the um, rectal insufflation because the mucoid proteins in in the rectum can neutralize the ozone and, and there's always fecal matter mm-hmm. that's there. So so the applications might be for conditions like proctitis uh, mm-hmm. or even ulcerative colitis. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen it touted for that. I don't have any direct experience with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, we do that. I mean, pretty much we've seen, unless it's some really rare disease that just belongs at the NIH, we have really seen every autoimmune condition. We've seen every kind of cancer. Uh, we've also treated chronic and acute Lyme. And that's not a straight directional, you know, uh, therapeutic success, but over time, there seems to be a demarcation, with, especially with people who have Babesiosis or Bartonella. Mm -hmm. It's hard to kill those tick-borne organisms. It's hard to kill. Yeah. Exactly. But ozone doesn't care what form it's in, whether it's cis form, L form, cis-spirochic form. It goes in and it really, it's like a heat-seeking missile. Same with, um, uh, you know, other pathogens. And usually with the um, chronic limers, you know, we'll say we'll come once a week or 12 weeks and, and then they may come in like for the first, I don't know, four or five weeks and say, well, I don't feel anything. I feel nothing. And then by the sixth or seventh week, then it's like there's this demarcation switch that it's like they come in and they say, oh, my God, I feel I feel normal. And then what we do is work to try and normalize those normal days closer mm -hmm. together, almost like contractions. You know, they're getting closer together. So how what is a course of treatment like? I mean, you have to do... Uh, very frequent treatments uh, over a long period of time. I guess it varies from condition to condition. It does vary. I, I think what our standard is, and which pretty much follows an international standard, is having the person come uh, once a week, or we, we start them with one, and we start with a lower dose. Maybe we'll ozonate 500 milliliters to see what their response is. We're very careful about that. Also, we include what's called homotoxicology, which these are biologics from Germany, uh, which are usually plant-based, and mm -hmm. they regionalize. In, so if somebody has ulcerative colitis, then there are specific remedies we would use for that, or if they have rheumatoid arthritis, mm -hmm. like that. Did, did you study uh, in Germany to, to see how they no, administer I, I, I had the value or benefit of studying with Dr. Frank Schallenberger. Okay. I did study in Switzerland for... Uh, for cancer modalities as a uh, naturopathic medical student. Uh, and so that's where I learned some of the homotoxicology. So then mm -hmm. once I learned ozone and then my naturopathic background, um, and I'm also a family nurse practitioner, but I kind of put everything all together in what I thought made sense because mm -hmm. it's complicated and there's a lot of variables and there's no one simple answer for any condition. And by the way, you don't do this under your naturopathic uh, uh, no, credentials no. or, or your that RN is, credentials. It's actually a medically supervised procedure. There's an MD who is uh, part right. of your practice. That's right. And I'm and I'm also a, a family nurse practitioner who is allowed to practice on her own because I've accrued so many supervision hours. So where can, you know, listeners who are wonky, you know, want to look at studies on this? I mean, clearly, mm -hmm. if I'm talking about something you know, perhaps a little more mainstream like, uh, you know, curcumin, uh, or mm -hmm. fish oil, you know, you go on, uh, you know, on the internet and you can find literally, uh, hundreds and hundreds of studies. These things become more mainstream in the scientific community. But are, where do you find studies on ozone? Is the research robust? Okay. Is it in English? Do you have to get it in so. Spanish or yes, German? I mean it's in many languages and that can be translated, but uh, when I presented at the Integrative Health Symposium in February, uh, I had 10 pages of references. I, 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 have your I have your slides, but I didn't catch yeah, your live presentation. Yeah. That's okay. You sent them to me. But yeah. I think a good, a good one to start would be with the, uh, with the one from Bocci in 2011. And he's, he's, um, in the title, it's about the mechanisms of action of ozone. And there's a lot of discussion. There's robust discussion in our international groups and there's, 
a really good dialogue about it because, other, you know, not everybody agrees about everything, but there are generalities that, and standards that we all abide by. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of an exciting field to be in because people are always trying to contribute new new information. Um, we're always presenting cases so no one's practicing in a vacuum and, you know, what do you think about this and and all of that. And, and people who are leaders in the field certainly weigh in. I mean, it, it's an incredible environment, work environment to be part of online. Well, that's great. Okay. I'm glad to hear that uh, the research and the uh, scientific rigor is robust for this therapy, which is, uh, frankly, a little bit exotic. It's a little off the yeah. main yeah. Uh, stream of even integrative medicine, but it's part and parcel of our armamentarium of things we can do for patients. Let's uh, pause at this point because we divide our podcast into two parts. We got uh, more questions on the subject of oxidative therapy and, in particular, ozone therapy. Our guest is Isadora Guggenheim. Uh, she's a naturopathic uh, physician as well as an RN and nutritionist, and her practice uh, is at Piermont Gynecology. You want to get out that information, please? Sure, and, and to be clear, we actually moved to NIAC, so oh. if if you okay. look, it's fine, it's fine. So if people want to that's look e- it up, they can look it up by the, my last name. That's or even they closer on w- the bicycle, I think. <laughs> it's three miles north, but oh, it's, nor- it's oh, still it's a fun time. Yeah, three I, I miles north, but... It was. Yeah, it, I but, made it to Piermont, but I never made it to Nyack. So, okay. <laughs> it's okay. You went out to the pier, and it was a beautiful office there. But we then shifted because we needed more space. But it's www.secondnaturecare.com. Okay, great. We'll be right back with more on the subject of ozone therapy with Isadora Guggenheim. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.